You're listening to Packers Talk Network. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. Move over, Brian Gutekunst. For one night only, I'm the general manager of the Green Bay Packers. And with that, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Lemp's Talk and Pack. I am your host, Chris Lempesis, coming to you once again from my basement Packer room in my home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here with the last of my pre-draft podcasts. That's right, folks. We are now less than 48 hours away from the start of round one of the 2020 National Football League draft, a draft that will be conducted virtually because of the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Some of these stories, I I don't know if you folks have been paying attention, some of these stories about the, the lengths teams are going to to get set up. For this draft, like Brian Gutekunst is going to have an IT guy and a security guy in his house in Green Bay. Thought that was crazy. The Lions. I This cracked me up. I, I'm still laughing about this. The Lions are going to have their head of IT in a Winnebago outside of general manager Bob Quinn's house. I think in his driveway, right? In a Winnebago. And you know because it's the Detroit Lions, you know it's going to be a shitty Winnebago, right? It's not going to be like a bomb-ass Winnebago with like, you know, a ton of food in there, maybe a bar, a sweet flat-screen TV, a nice sitting area. It's going to be like a dumpy, shitty Winnebago, like... Maybe like a maybe like a six pack of Sprite or something will be in there. It's not gonna be good. I like Sprite, but you know what I mean? It's just not it's not gonna be a good setup. It's the Lions, you know it'll be, you know, low class. Um I also enjoyed the story about Ryan Pace, the general manager from the Chicago Bears. He has seven monitors set up in his dining room. And he had a he had a glitch the other day when his wife unplugged his router. To plug the vacuum cleaner in? You can't make this stuff up. There's going to be such a great 30 for 30 someday on, like, how goofy this was for the GMs, you know? There was one story. They did a simulated mock yesterday, I believe, uh, on Monday, and one of the GMs got knocked offline because his kids were using up all the bandwidth on their tablets or something. Just, I mean... It's going to be hysterical. You know there's going to be some glitches. It's going to be fun. Round one might take, it might be two in the morning on Friday by the time they finish round one. But it's, we're in for a treat, I think. I'm looking forward to it. If you like potential disasters as much as I do, I mean, this is the stuff we wait for, people like me. I digress. In the last episode of the show, I attempted to answer the big questions surrounding this draft for the Green Bay Packers. I hope you all enjoyed that. In this episode, as I explained last time and in the opening tonight, 
I'm going to give you some idea of how this draft could play out for the Packers. And what better way to do that than to conduct an actual live mock draft in real time? That's right. I'm going to use the Draft Network Mock Draft Simulator, and I will give them a plug. The website is HTTPS, well, you know that, thedraftnetwork.com backslash mock hyphen draft hyphen machine. You're welcome, Draft Network. They didn't even pay me for that. So I'm going to use that to do my own mock as I'm recording the show. I'll tell you how the draft is playing out while the picks are being made. And when it comes time for the Packers, me in this case, baby, to make their selection, I'll pause and tell you which players of note are still available before ultimately making the pick that I think is best. Now that's an important distinction. These will be the picks I hope the Packers make, not the ones I think they will make. Now, if you don't know about the Draft Network Simulator, it doesn't allow for trades. Well, I think it does, but you have to pay extra, which you probably know by now. I'm way too cheap for that. No thanks. Uh, So obviously, this won't be perfect because you can be sure Brian Gutekunst will trade up or down at least once over the weekend. But you know, those are impossible to predict anyway, so this seemed like the second best option. And yeah, I'm, I'm well aware of the other mock draft simulator that allows for trades and is free. I've certainly used that more than once as well. But predicting trades seemed even goofier than just going straight up, at least to me. So this is the route I'm choosing. If you don't like it, start your own podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the fun, got to do the shameless self-promotion bit, which I know you love or at least tolerate. Twitter, LemsMKE, at It's Just Chris Now. Facebook, Old Bag of Donuts, OL Bag of Donuts. And the email is olbagofdonuts at gmail.com. Running out of time here. Send any draft stuff you got. Send me a line. Hit me up. Send me an email. Come on, people. Let's go. And if you're listening on the wonderful Packers Talk iTunes page, leave a rating. Five stars. I like those. Four stars. Eh, Not so much. Me likey five stars. Five stars. And if you have a positive comment, leave that. Chris, I've really enjoyed your pre-draft stuff. It's awesome. You're my hero. Okay, don't go that far, but the first part, yes. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, let's go. Let's did this. Mock draft time, baby. First, I'll give you the rules here. I'm using the Draft Network's predictive board. I'm going to go seven rounds for this draft. Oh, yeah, we're going the distance, baby. It'll go fast. Uh, I w- now, should I do slow or normal draft pick speed? I'm going to do normal. Let's do normal. And uh, well, I'm going to obviously do manual. So, all right. I think we have everything set up. And here we go. Joe Burrow is the first pick. Chase Young, second. Valatua goes fifth to the Dolphins. All right. Going along here. Uh, Becton to Tampa Bay. Oh, Falcons take a running back to Andre Swift. Judy goes 19th to Oakland. Oh, Patrick Queen, 21st to Philly. Vikings take... Oh, Vikings got CeeDee Lamb at 22. Come on. All right, so I'm just going to do a quick recap. Uh, I got... uh, Let's see. Okay, so Patrick Queen went 21st to Philadelphia. The Vikings got CeeDee Lamb uh, with the 22nd pick, which I will be livid if that happens. 
Patriots got Justin Jefferson. So there you go. The Justin Jefferson dream. You can let that die. He is off the board 23rd to New England. Denzel Mims, 24th to New Orleans. Let's go through some other ones. Cesar Ruiz, center from Michigan, 26th to the Dolphins. Josh Jones, tackle to Seattle at 27. And this is a heartbreaker. Kenneth Murray to the Baltimore Ravens with the 28th pick. We come now to 29, A.J. Apenza from Iowa. I don't really like him for the Packers, so I'm okay there. So I am on the board. Here we go. Let's see. who's who's Which players of note are left? All right, this is a bit of a shocker. Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle from Alabama, the 12th ranked player for the Draft Network. I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew. Ah, uh, boy. Be a good pick. All right, some other players. No, Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State, is still available, as is Jonathan Taylor, the running back from Wisconsin. He fumbles too much. No, thanks. Isaiah Wilson, tackle from Georgia. Ezra Cleveland. Boy, there's a lot of talent left here, folks. I got Antoine Winfield, my guy from the University of Minnesota. Uh, scrolling this way. This is really annoying. All right, Austin Jackson, Zach Bond, geez. All right. So now when I'm making this pick, I, you know, I know the wide receiver depth is there. And certainly taking, passing on Wills, the 12th ranked player is going to hurt. But I just, I just love Brandon Ayuk too much. I just, I think he's the perfect fit for the Packers. He's their 46th rated player. I know he's not going to be there at the end of round two. I'm doing it. With the 30th pick, Chris Lempisis selects Brandon Ayuk. Wide receiver, Arizona State. All right, we move on now. Into round two, Love goes to the Indianapolis Colts. Jackson's gone. Ezra Cleveland's gone. Terrell Rager goes 44th to the Colts. Jonathan Taylor to Tampa. K.J. Hamler to Denver. Oh, Antoine Winfield Jr. to the Bears. No! No! Oh, that would break my heart. No, I don't want to have to root against him. Blacklock to the Vikings. Oh, that sucks, too. There goes T. Higgins to the Seattle Seahawks. Jesus. All right. Oh, and there's my guy, Devon Hamilton. Goes 61st to the Tennessee Titans. All right, so... Let's look at who is left on the board for, for the Packers with the 62nd pick. Uh, there is LaVisca Chenot Jr. I told, as I said on the preview pod last time, I'm terrified of him. That's a pass. Ooh, Matabike is still there. I like Matabike. All right, let's scroll down here a little further. Chase Claypool's on the board. I could double up at wide receiver. I want nothing to do with Donovan Peoples-Jones. Pass. Uh, and, you know, one thing about Jalen Hurts, he's still on the board. I, I feel bad. I kind of trashed his arm strength in the last episode. His arm strength isn't as bad as Jake Fromm's, but it's just not optimal for playing in Green Bay. It's it's not a bad arm, but I just wanted to clarify that quick. Ah, shit. There's Antonio Gibson. I know a lot of people like him. I do, too, as sort of a gadget guy. Uh, 
can play multiple positions. <sighs> Let's see here quick. Boy, for a fake draft, I'm really agonizing here, huh? Uh, I, you know... I just think the Packers, you know, keeping with my theme, I think they have to stop being bullied so much up front. You know, they got their asses handed to them a lot, especially in terms of defending the run. I think a big, strong kid who's hard to move could help. I'm going with Justin Matabike. Interior defensive lineman from Texas A&M with the 62nd pick in the draft. All right, feeling pretty good. So now I've made two selections. Jalen Hurts goes to Washington. Donovan Peoples-Jones goes to Miami. Good luck with that. Some offensive linemen going here. Just if anybody of note. Oh, Akeem Davis-Gaithier goes to Denver. Jacob Eason, quarterback I like, goes to Las Vegas. Antonio Gibson to the Rams. Ooh, that could be a dangerous pick playing with Sean McVay. Uh, Bryce Hall, Jordan, Richard Lawrence, a D lineman I talked about in the last episode. And I'm back on the board again at 94. See, we're moving quick here. Before I get on, I want to talk about my first two picks. So I feel really good about these first two picks. I've said for a long time the Packers' three biggest needs were wide receiver, inside linebacker, and D line. I've already checked two boxes. Well, I need two wide receivers, but I've got one. Already, and I got it a big interior defensive lineman. So who is still on the board? We got Cam Dantzler, cornerback Mississippi State, kind of like Kim. Oh, there's Thaddeus Moss, Randy's son, Ben Barch. Tackle from D3 St. John's. I do like him. Troy Dye from, it's either Oregon or Oregon. I'm, I'm right one way or the other. It's 97th. Brian Edwards from South Carolina. See, now this feels like a no-brainer to me. Well, it's down down to two players. I'm down to either Ben Barch, tackle. I could take him. He's probably going to need to be groomed because he played D3 ball. I can sit him behind Rick Wagner for a year, and he can play. Could even sit him for two years if I needed to, but I think he'd be ready after one. Or do I go for Troy Dye, inside linebacker, who I've talked about the last couple of episodes, I think would pair perfectly with Christian Kirksey. Give the Packers a nice setup at inside linebacker. Could be the best tandem they've had at inside linebacker in quite some time. Oh, I'm agonizing over this one, folks. Okay, let's see. Inside linebacker, tackle. You know what? Troy Dye. That's the pick. With the 94th pick in the draft, round three. The Green Bay Packers select Troy Dye, inside linebacker, Oregon slash Oregon. Boom! Look at this. Look at this. I have now got a wide receiver, an inside linebacker, and a D lineman with my first three picks. I am feeling great. Barch goes to the Steelers, 102. We are now after the comp picks. We're in round four. Logan Wilson, linebacker off the board. Weaver. Okay, there's one player I'm really, you probably already know, I'm really hoping he's still on the board. We're getting close. Come on, Packers. Come on, baby, fall. Fall to your boy, Lamps. Come on, let's go. Yes! 
There he is. Tyler Johnson, wide receiver, University of Minnesota. My guy. He's still there. He's the 141st ranked player on TDN's predictive board. I got pick 136. Is there any doubt who I'm taking? Folks, I assure you, there is no doubt. With the 136 pick in the draft, Chris Lampasis proudly selects Sky Uma, wide receiver, Tyler Johnson. I've done it. In the first four rounds, I have got two, I have picked two wide receivers, a defensive lineman, and an inside linebacker. I feel really good about this so far. Wow, I'm feeling great. James Morgan, oh, the hometown kid, goes to the Vikings at pick 155. I'm sure the folks in Green Bay would handle that really well. All right, let's see any other players of note here. Let's see. All right, a few more picks, and I'm almost up again on the board. Oh, here's some Brian, tight end, Florida, Atlanta. Kind of liked him. He went to, where did he go? New England Patriots, of course. And the Tennessee Titans, one pick before me, selected Quintez Cephas, wide receiver, University of Wisconsin. I'm sure that'll break some Badger fans' hearts. Okay, so where am I now? I'm at pick 175, and I'm in the fifth round. We're into day three. I got my two wide receivers, my D lineman, and my inside linebacker. Where can I go here? Well, let's see. I could look for a tackle. Could look for a tackle of the future. Could do that. Maybe a guy can groom. I uh, could look for another D lineman in the event they don't go sign a player like Snacks Harrison. Could do that. Could look for some edge depth. Yeah, they've got three with the Smiths and Gary, but you can always use another one. Could go corner, too. That would be a spot I might look at. Let's see. So there is Trajan Bondi, cornerback, the U, who 5'9". It's not going to meet their size threshold. No thanks. Shaquille Quarterman, linebacker, Miami. I feel pretty good about the inside guys right now, though, I got to say. Let's see. John Hightower, Boise State wide receiver. Now, here's a guy like Bravion Roy, interior defensive lineman Baylor. I talked about him on the last show. 6'1", 320 pounds. You know, he's probably nothing more than a run stopper on first and second down, but hey, as we saw last year, the Packers could sure as hell use that, right? So do I double up at... Am I looking to double up on the interior defensive line? And you want to know what? Also, though, but see now, but before I make that pick, I see Khalil Davis from Nebraska still on the board. 6'2", 305. He, uh, you know, he's probably more of a rush guy. Probably not as much of a run stopper. I still think stopping the run, the Packers have to get better there. I can't assume they're going to resign. They're going to go get snacks, Harrison. So, with the 175th pick in the 2020 draft, round five, Chris Lempesis, acting Packers general manager, selects Bravion Roy, interior defensive lineman from Baylor. So now I've doubled up at wide receiver and I've doubled up on the defensive line. Feel pretty good about that. 
And we go across the board here, and I'm almost on the board again. See, it just moves fast. If you were like, I don't know if I want to waste my time listening to this shit, he's going to do a whole goddamn mock draft? Don't worry, look at it, I'm not even 20 minutes in. We're already in round six. Gotta love it. All right, so... I think at this point, I'm on the board at 192. I think it's probably safe to say I don't need a wide receiver or an interior defensive lineman. Again, we're looking tackle. We're like, we're now we're moving on to the secondary needs, right? Tackle, cornerback, maybe an edge guy. I see here Javaris Davis, cornerback from Auburn, second highest ranked player on the board. 5'11", got to like that. Uh, according to the Draft Network here, he started a lot of games. 25 starts for the Tigers. Played both the slot and the and out wide. Oh, I got to like that. You know, I, I think corner seems like a good spot to address here, right? Let's do that. I'm going to go with the 192nd pick in the 2020 draft, round six. What the hell button did I just hit there? Whoa, all right. Chris Lampus selects Javaris Davis, cornerback. War Eagle, Auburn, baby. All right. We are still in round six now. John Hightower from Boise State. There he goes. I like. Should I take a quarterback? What do you think? We're coming up on round six. Oh, here we go. It's time for double lamps. Double lamps. This is right. That's right. In round six, the Packers have the have picked 208 and 209, so they're going back as of now anyways, unless he trades uh, during the actual draft. But they'll have two picks here in round six. So I have, I have the floor here for two in a row. All right, let's see. I dress corner. I feel pretty good about that. Uh, let's see. Wide receiver. Are there any quarterbacks? It feels like maybe a good spot to take a quarterback, perhaps. Challenge Tim Boyle. Ooh, not uh, not a lot of quarterback talent left. <laughs> Looks like that has been pretty picked over. All right, so let's not look there. Close the box. Here we go. A couple players I'm looking at here. DJ Wanham. Edge rusher from South Carolina. Kind of an intriguing player. Let's see. There's a guy I'm looking at. And then offensive tackle from South Carolina State, Alex Taylor. Let's see. Holy shit. 6'9", 308 pounds. I, I got to admit, this kid, I don't know too much about him. So let's study up here quick. You know what? I kind of like this. This kid, I think, may have some upside here. That's going to be my pick. With pick 208, I'm taking tackle Alex Taylor from South Carolina State. And there I am. I'm on the board again. On the board again. All right. So let's see. Let's do a quick review here. We've gone double up at wide receiver, double up at interior defensive line, inside linebacker. I've taken a corner and a tackle. So where am I looking now? I could be looking for another cornerback. I could be looking for an edge guy. I could look for a quarterback. What do I do? Let's see. Quick scurrying, quick checking the board here. A 
This is tough. Jawan Jennings, wide receiver from Tennessee, is still available. Good height, 6'3", 206. I do kind of like Jennings a little bit. Jennings is due, tend to do pretty well in Green Bay. At least Greg, not MD. Uh, Dane Jackson, cornerback from Pittsburgh. I do kind of like him a little bit. Uh, you know, I don't know. Boy, this is a tough one. This gets tough when you get late in these, you know? I am going to go with, you know what? The cornerback position, you can always, you can never have too many, right? So with the 209th pick in the NFL Draft 2020, round six, I'm taking cornerback Dane Jackson from Pitt. There we go. Doubling up. That's the third position I've doubled up at in this draft. I mean, you know, it's pretty clear the Packers, you know, that's, that's, that's the way I'm doing things here. All right, we we roll on now. We're into round seven. It's going to be a while before I get on the board here again. Oh, well, I'm coming up quick. Okay. Uh, folks, seen any good movies lately? <laughs> All right. And uh, here I am, 236. I have made, how many picks do I have left? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have two more picks in this draft. I have a pretty good idea of where I want to go here. All right. I'm going to take one. This one's going to be for me here. The 236th pick in the draft. I'm going to take a kid. Sorry, I know, Homer alert. I'm going to go with Carter Coughlin from the University of Minnesota. Coughlin is a kid. He's not going to, like, overwhelm you with his athleticism. But he's, I mean, he's quick. He's, you know, I think he can, I think he could be a depth guy. He made, he had some big moments at Minnesota. He was highly recruited. That was a big coup for the Gophers to get him. I, I'm going to take Carter Coffin. I'm going to have him as my fourth edge guy. He can sit behind the Smiths. And learn and become maybe a valuable depth piece. So with the 236th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, Round 7, Chris Lempis' selects, Carter Coughlin, University of Minnesota. All right, and now we come to the end of the road. My final pick in the 2020 Draft. I have... You know, at this point, I've taken two wide receivers. I feel pretty good. You know, I think... Hmm, I think I'm going to look at a quarterback here that I like. Was a kid that was pretty fun to watch in college. Hang on here. Having a quick technical glitch. Uh, you know, I just, there's something about this kid I liked in college, and I, I think he's got a chance to be at least a solid backup as a pro. I'm going to take quarterback with the two, what, bleep, with the 242nd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, round seven. The Packers' final selection, Chris Lempis' picks, quarterback Cole McDonald from Hawaii. He's an interesting guy. I think you could get him in. I think you could probably stash him on the practice squad if he needed to. And maybe he in time could challenge Tim Boyle for that backup job. 
or even become an interesting number three quarterback to keep on the roster this year. I like that pick. So I'm done. It's finalizing my draft right now. And where are my picks? I don't care about these other picks. There we go. All right. So that, hang on a second here. All right. So those are my picks. Wide receiver, Brandon. I, okay, let's, let's not, I'm not going to go pick by pick because you heard me make the picks. That would be stupid. Um, let's talk about what I did here. Uh, first of all, I really thought they, the Packers had to get better at wide receiver, and I feel like we did that. The selections of Brandon Ayuk and Tyler Johnson give me two really good developmental prospects. Ayuk is a guy I think could make plays in year one. I actually think Johnson could too. They're guys who I think could make an immediate impact and continue to grow into being really good NFL receivers. Ayuk, I think, has the ceiling of being a number one wideout and a damn good number one wideout at that. Makes plays at all three levels, super explosive. Could be a guy, him and Devontae could be an absolute nightmare for opponents. And my guy Tyler Johnson, he's not going to blow you away with his speed or his athleticism. He's just crafty. He does the guys in college what Devontae did to, does the guys in the pros off the line with his release. If I had a dollar for every time I've said that on the show, but it's true. I think he'll be a, a primarily a slot guy, but I think he could be really lethal out of the slot. And especially in the red zone, I think he'll be a big-time playmaker. Gotta love what I've done there. Now I've got Adams, Lazard, Ayuk, Johnson, Funchess, those are my top five. And now I'm looking at what? Kumaro, MVS, and ESB fighting for that last spot. I feel really good about that receiver group. What was a weakness is now a strength. I said I, I was tired of the Packers getting pushed around up front. Kenny Clark was the only stud they had. Dean Lowry, they paid him. Super disappointing last year, right? What else is there? Tyler Lancaster, he's a rotational guy. Kingsley Kiki showed flashes. You had to look. You had to look real close, but they were there. But who knows? And Montrevious Adams is—I mean, he's moving towards bus territory. He's in bus territory. Let's be honest, he probably is a bust. So I—I I, I got tired of seeing that shit. I'm sure you did too. I think now by selecting Justin Matabike and Bravion Roy, I got two big, strong kids who are hard to move. We'll make it easier for the linebackers and everybody else in the Packers' defense to play the run. I feel really good about those two picks. I really started to like Matt BK more and more over the last couple weeks. thought the Packers needed an inside linebacker to pair with Christian Kirksey. There was no way they could sign Kirksey and say, well, our work's done here. Troy Dye, there you go. Troy Dye and Kirksey. Dye is kind of slight. He's more of a coverage guy, I think, at least initially. But his coverage skills... Kirksey's ability to, to, you know, make plays as far as being a run defender. I love that pairing. Love that pairing. These first five picks, I'm not going to lie, I really love them. I really think I did a great job. Anybody needs a GM? Anybody hiring? And then let's look towards the back end of the draft now. I got Davis and Dane Jackson, a couple of cornerbacks that can compete in that group. So I've got, now I've got Jair, Kevin King, Chandon Sullivan, Kadar Holman from last year, the sixth rounder, I believe. Josh Jackson, that's five. Dane Jackson and and, uh, Javaris Davis, that makes seven. So you're probably looking at Jair King, Sullivan, Davis, and Jackson, the two rookies, as being locks. And then Holman 
and Josh Jackson battling it out for that that uh, last corner spot. That seems right. I wanted a developmental offensive line prospect, particularly at the tackle position. I got that with Alex Taylor from South Carolina State. Big kid, 6'9", huge. But he can learn behind Rick Wagner for a year. He can sit behind, he can learn behind Bakhtiari. Maybe in time he can become the right tackle. Like that pick. And then the last couple of picks here, I went Carter Coughlin. I got, again, that was kind of one. These last two picks were kind of for me. I just really liked watching Carter Coughlin in college at Minnesota. thought the kid made plays. thought the kid played hard all the time. His Was it his sophomore year? His sophomore year or his junior year, they played at Ohio State. In that first half, he was just an absolute monster. I think that was his sophomore year, but it was his sophomore, junior year. Either way, he was fantastic and showed that he, he, can make, he can be a pro. And ever since then, I thought he could. Uh, I don't think he'll be a pro bowler, but, you know, it was a good depth piece with the Smiths. And then you got Gary as the number three guy and Coughlin as the number four guy. I really like that outside linebacker group. And then again, Cole McDonald, quarterback, Hawaii. He's a developmental guy. He probably, you can put him on the practice squad or keep him as the number three cornerback. But I do think he could end up challenging Tim Boyle for that backup job. So, all in all, I love this draft. I'm going to, I am going to, uh, I, I'm going to post the results of this on Twitter at some point before round one begins on Thursday night. I'll, I'll take a picture of this and post it so everybody can see it. But I'm not going to do it yet because I want you to listen to the show. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, that just about wraps up my final pre-draft podcast. Wow, that was fast. It always goes by so quick, doesn't it? The next time you hear from me will be either Thursday night after the Packers have made their su- their first selection or traded out. Either way, I'm doing a show of some kind. Or... More likely you'll hear from me Friday morning. And of course, I'll be doing podcasts throughout draft weekend, probably recapping the selections at the end of each day. At least that's my plan for now. It could change. But however it ends up working out, it's going to be a blast. I'm really looking forward to this. So, until next time, whenever that may be, I am Chris Lampasis. This has been Lamp's Talk and Pack. Thank you so very much for listening. I love you, Packer Nation. Draft time, baby. Let's did this. Go, Pack, go.